And welcome in, everyone, to another edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, along with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. Brett away again this week. He should return uh, next week. I imagine he'll be back with us uh, in the chair, so we look forward to him returning. David, right to you. Uh, boy, oh boy, for the month of August, with it, which in some ways is supposed to be a little bit more relaxed, uh, there is an incredible amount of conversation happening right now about 401ks, IRAs, what's happening. It's everywhere. You know me, I'm constantly getting information, more and more articles populating in my email and on social media all about it. Yeah, it's just tons of information hard out there. To, for, hard to hold it all. Yeah, everybody's got to try to decipher, see what you know, what applies to them, what's good information, what's bad information. But uh, you know, if you've got questions about retirement, we believe you're in the right place. Thanks for tuning in. Um, here's what we're going to cover in today's show. We're going to talk about why the ages of 50, 55, and 59 and, our, and a half are important. Right? Everybody's got to be considering what are those milestone ages. What do you need to know about Medicare at age 65? A lot of confusion related to that. Right? A lot of people don't understand. You know, There's a lot of moving pieces related to Medicare. When do I sign up? Do I have to sign up? What does it cover? What does it not cover? We're going to spend a little time on that today. We're going to talk about the important ages when it comes to Social Security. 62, 66, 67, and 70. What do they all mean? When's the best age for you to consider taking your social security benefits? What if you're a married person? When should my spouse take it? What can I do to make sure I'm optimizing those benefits? And why turning 72 could impact your tax situation and what you can do to prepare about it. Taxes is a big conversation. You know, Karen and I just... Especially now. Yeah, no doubt. And we just moved into a new home and it's got a beautiful back deck and it's kind of close to our new neighbors and it's interesting. We're all kind of um, in that same age group, you know, kind of that... Young. Yeah, thank you, Karen. Um, yeah. Nice job, Karen. <laughs> I'm not a baby boomer. Yeah, you know, baby boomers and it's inevitable. It's amazing. The conversation just pops up and the questions are there. So we're also going to answer some retirement questions that you might have. We can always help you with all areas of retirement planning, including social security maximization, making the most of your retirement savings, tax minimization. We want to get to know you. We try to do that through this show, right? We get people that you know send emails, they go visit our website, they chat with us, all of that. We love getting to know people, what their areas of concern are. Because when you go into retirement, it's a one and done, yes. right? You don't get a do-over. And making mistakes could not only cost you tens of thousands of dollars in retirement, it could possibly cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. So we have to customize, right? The recommendations, the solutions we offer, they've got to be customized. So if you do have questions, you hear things on the show today, you could always visit us at our website, thrivefinancialservices.com, or give us a call, schedule a complimentary 15-minute consultation call. You want to take it further, that ball's in your court. We're happy to have the discussion, but you can reach us at 215 798 
9088. And just real quick, just to see, just to emphasize that those numbers 62, 66, 67 and 70 as they apply to social security is very different based on your situation. 100%. And that we're going to cover that today, Joe. Right. So let's get into some milestone ages uh the how they regard uh, regard to your accounts that you have for saved for retirement. So age comes with benefits, at least that's what I'm thinking out out loud. And at age 59 and a half, or as young as age 55, you may gain access to more investment options and be able to take control of your financial future to prepare for retirement. You need to know the important ages regarding your retirement accounts. So here we go. We have at age 50, workers with certain qualified retirement plans can make annual catch-up contributions in addition to their normal contributions. So in 2021, you can contribute up to $6,000 to an IRA if you're, age, if you're under 50, and an additional $1,000 if you are 50 or older. Those who are 50 or older and participate in a simple IRA or a simple 401k can plan, uh, can contribute up to $16,500 per year for 2021. Those 50 and older can contribute an additional $6,500 to a 401k, 403b, and most 457 plans and government uh, thrift savings plans uh, for a total, right? So you can do a total of 26000 a year into your retirement accounts. Now, also, as far as putting money in, you also might be able to withdraw from your 401k or other employer-sponsored retirement plans starting at age 55. So if you leave your job for any reason um, in or after the year you turn 55, you can withdraw from the retirement plan at the job you left penalty-free. Penalty-free. doesn't mean you tax-free, but penalty-free. You need to keep in mind that this does not apply to money rolled into an IRA. This could mean gaining access to more investment options and potentially having more control over your retirement savings. So Find out how much you're paying in your 401k fees. Uh, that's what a lot of people don't realize is they leave a job and they leave their money in their 401k. And if you come and sit, sit down with us and meet with us, we might say, hey, here's your fees. This is what you're actually paying. You have less investment options. Might be time to consider uh, putting your money into an IRA, traditional IRA. Um, so at age 59 and a half, you can withdraw penalty-free from your IRA and your old 401ks. And before 59 and a half, there's typically that what we call an early withdrawal penalty that you have to pay along with the taxes you'll have to pay on it if you take your money out and you don't put it in a um, tax account, a tax-free account. You can withdraw from a 401k penalty-free only if you're retired or no longer working at that company. There's a lot of rules and a lot of numbers I was throwing around there, right, David? Yeah. So, I mean, again, we hit the milestone ages. 50 is an important age, right? So it allows you, if you hadn't been doing a great job savings, there are some provisions that allow you to have these catch-up contributions. And if you can afford to do them, it may make really good sense um, you know, to get that money deployed, get the tax deduction, so on and so forth. Age 55, based on that plan that you're part of, an employer-sponsored uh, plan, uh, may give you some access to, those, you know, to that money in advance of 59 and a half. And then once again, at 59 and a half, you can withdraw money penalty-free 
um, from your IRA or old 401ks. And Karen mentioned quickly that there may be a lot of reasons to withdraw money from a you know, an employer-sponsored plan, a 401k or a 403b, and not leave it there, right? So if you have a new job, you may want to roll it to the new company, or you just may want to open up your own self-directed IRA and then have a much larger um, choice of what investments you can put into that. Because typically, 401k plan or any employer-sponsored plan, you know, they may give you 15 or 20 different investment choices. But if you're running your own IRA, you know, the world's your oyster type situation. You pick anything that you want. Now, something that's really interesting, and it's very prevalent right now in the news, I think they're calling it the great retirement, right? So we had the great recession, we had the great depression. Now we're hearing about the great retirement. And the great retirement, which we'll spend a little time on, is this phenomena that we're dealing with, with people that because of COVID, you know, had been working at home, and now, and now we don't know what's happening with this Delta variant, but you know, employers are starting to make stances that it's time to come back into the office or whatever it is. People are starting to question, you know, do I really want to go back into an office, into a corporate, into... They're questioning, do I love what I do? You know, it's kind of been um, an interesting, eye-opening experience. And what we're seeing now is people starting to go, well, maybe I'm just going to retire. And at ages that you would never have anticipated... Um, and maybe it's a short-term retirement. Maybe it's going to be for a year or two or three. So those ages that we talked about, 50, 55, and 59 and a half, will become important because if you need to get access to your retirement accounts to kind of help you navigate through this, whether it's short-term or long-term retirement, you got to know what those numbers are. Um, now, if it's a more reasonable, and reasonable, you know, who, who makes the determination what's reasonable? But, you know, if you're in that more target zone area of 62 or 63, we find a lot of times people are hesitant about retiring. They may be questioning, but they're hesitant because of health care, right? If I'm not at Medicare age, which we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about, and I'm coming off an employer-sponsored health plan, what do I do? And people don't really necessarily understand what the options are. And a lot of times they don't make the decision to move forward with their retirement because they're concerned about health care. So again, when you work with a fiduciary, when you work with a financial planner, somebody who understands all the puzzle pieces, then you could make a really good decision because you're getting all the facts. You're getting to see all the different scenarios. And that's important because if you make a decision where you did not uncover something like healthcare costs and how you could potentially mitigate, maybe even be subsidized, it's important in that decision-making process. So once again, these are all the things that we consider here at Thrive. And if you're ever interested in saying, hey, I want to be part of this great retirement, but I don't know what the questions are, I don't know what the answers are, you could always give us a call at 215-798-9088. Go to our website, Thrive Financial Services, tons of resources. We're always here to help educate and get you to make the right decisions. You know, I saw an article from MSNBC earlier this week. There is more money sitting in 401ks than ever before. So to your point, people that want to retire early or look for a different option, if they don't know, the government is waiting yeah. to take some no of doubt. that money. No doubt. It's Roadmap to Retirement, a radio show. Back in a moment.
And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Again, if you want to find out uh, dates for upcoming workshops or webinars, go to thrivefinancialservices.com. Just click the Attend an Event tab and you'll get a list of where people can find information on workshops and everything else that's out there. Yeah, and and again, those workshops that we do are show topics, right? We spend a lot of time, we spend about an hour and 15 minutes really going through a deep dive on education on all these different types of topics that we talk. It's purely educational. People really come out of these events, you know, they kind of stop as they're leaving. They give us these little fist bumps and say, you know, I've been to a lot of these in the past. Most are just, you know, hey, you know, somebody trying to sell me something. This, I really am walking away with pearls of wisdom. Like I took notes. I really got some good information. So we always encourage people to go to our website at Thrive Financial Services and sign up for one of our complimentary uh, workshops. Sounds like me, by the way, when I leave this radio show every week. <laughs> There's always a pearl of information that I learn. I'm more educated when you conclude every week. Yeah, and Joe, you know the neat part about what you just, I know you mean that. Like, oh, I oh see God, you yeah. taking notes. Oh I mean, God, it, yeah. it's really... It's... Yeah, I mean, I I get into a conversation with my wife, and I'm more educated on this. Now, now, Not more educated than her, just more educated. Just more educated so on the topic. Just for a minute. <laughs> just for a minute. Yeah. So here's what we're going to talk about. I mentioned in our last segment, we're going to talk about Medicare. The Medicare program... Um, that we have in this country covers over 60 million Americans. Many people are under the impression that Medicare is basically free and pretty straightforward. I got to tell you, that's wrong, right? There's a lot of moving puzzle pieces. So we're going to jump in. We're going to talk about Medicare. I want to cover, first of all, from an education standpoint, that there are four parts to Medicare. So the first part is Part A, and Part A helps cover hospital stays, home health care, skilled nursing, and hospice. Part B helps cover doctor visits, outpatient procedures, and some preventative care. Part C, also called Medicare Advantage plans or Medigap plans, is private supplemental insurance that covers costs Part A and Part B don't cover, such as dental and vision. Part D helps cover prescription drug costs, which we all know are escalating, and it's important to make sure that you have that coverage. Now, original or traditional Medicare, Parts A and B, do not cover prescription drugs, hearing aids, dental, vision deductibles, copays, or any care outside the United States. And you can sign up for Part A and B, three months before your 65th birthday to start coverage when you turn 65, okay? So there I just covered the four parts of Medicare that have to be considered. Now, what does this mean for you, right? You've got several decisions that you got to make regarding Medicare when you turn 65 and after. So the first one is, will you sign up for Part B when you turn 65, or are you still covered by a Medicare-qualified employer plan? It's a big question we get a lot of times. Should I sign up? Do I have to sign up? What if I don't, right? 
The second one you have to consider from a question is, will you purchase a Medicare Advantage or Medigap plan? Now, here at Thrive, we highly recommend. And if you've got the resources, the financial resources, we always tell people to go for the Cadillac plan. We really you know, go for it. Typically, on a budget perspective, somewhere between $150 and $200 per month per person. But this way, you don't skimp. And look, you know, I'm 58 years old, went to the cardiologist. Like, like you always, you know, it's just you got to be on top of your game, right? There's just so much out there. And then how will you cover prescription drug costs? And we know that these costs, I mean, you know, we see what's going on. It's just nuts how they just keep increasing. So you can come in and discuss your plan for covering healthcare costs in retirement, and you can reconsider Medicare Advantage and Medigap options every single year. And sometimes it just takes, you know, kind of a, an expert to help navigate through all of those pieces to make sure you're making the right choices. So, Karen, c- kind of describe how, you know, we can help retirees prepare for future healthcare expenses as part of their retirement plan. Right. So, there... Just listening to all that, I got a headache. Part A, Part B, Part C, Part D. Um, so I'm going to go back to what you said about Part B. Uh, when you turn 65, or are you, are you? Should you sign up for it? So here's the caveats: If you are 65 and still working someplace where you have healthcare coverage, as long as it's what they call Medicare accredited, you do not have to take Medicare Part B yet. But if you do not sign up for it and just waive it and they say see that you're in an accredited plan, this also goes for your spouse, if you do not sign up, you will have a penalty that's assessed to your Medicare Part B for the rest of your life. There's, I think it, right now it's about a 10% cost. Very important. And just for anybody out there who's not on Medicare, currently Medicare Part A is free. And Medicare Part B is $148.50 per month per person. And that's normally deducted from your Social Security income. And I was reading an interesting article today, and it said, uh, this fall, Social Security Administration is likely to announce that benefits will increase possibly by 6% beginning in January, which would make it the largest cost of living adjustment in almost 40 years. But what Social Security giveth, Medicare and the tax man taketh away. And that's just really important. And why is that important? Because you pay $148.50 for Part B per person, but if you are um, make a higher income level, they actually assess more money than 148.50. So, a quick example: if you're filing an individual tax return and your income's between 88,000 and 111,000 annually, instead of 148.50, you will now pay 207 dollars and 90 cents each month for your Medicare Part B. And if you're a married couple and your income is above 176000 up to 222000 then you'll pay $207.90 for Part B per, per person. And I could go on and on about this, but there is a lot of information with Medicare. And if you're not up on it and don't understand how it will affect you in retirement, give us a call, 215-798-9088. This is a big concern for people. And then I didn't even touch on the fact that 
long-term health care is another component that you should also consider, and Medicare does not cover long-term health care. So I was going to go into a little bit more detail as far as um, your Medicare surcharges, but as your income increases, the Medicare surcharges also increase. And how can you watch that? How can you reduce that? That comes into your IRA, your 401k accounts. Maybe you should consider reducing those taxable accounts once you're retired because then we have something else we're going to talk about soon is you're going to have to pay, uh, take your RMDs, which increase your taxes. Yeah, I mean, we're look, we're living longer, and it means many people retired today are going to end up spending more of their retirement costs, uh, I'm sorry, more of their retirement accounts on healthcare costs. Um, so we just got to factor that into the equation. Add cost of living, going up, inflation, right? And then increase taxes, kind of a perfect storm. So, you know, call us, 215-798-9088 for a complimentary consultation. We'll be happy to talk about it. You know, and of course, in Brett's absence, if you don't have a plan with your RMDs, those surcharges that you'll pay on Medicare is more money that comes out of your disposable income. Back in a moment. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar and Karen Bazaar. Did you know that if you wait to claim past your full retirement age, Social Security, your benefit's going to go up 8% per year if you defer to age 70? Did I say that right? You did say that correctly. Okay. 8%. Yeah, 8% a year. You get a, you get a pay raise. That's a, great, that's a good return on your investment, I would say. So I said a mouthful last about Medicare, and we're going to delve into uh, Social Security benefits now. Uh, when's the optimum age to take it? And if you have questions, give us a call, 215-798-9088. We'd love to talk to you. We have a 15-minute complimentary phone call to start with, and then you can certainly come in for the complimentary consultation. So we're going to discuss a little bit more now about maximizing your Social Security benefits. So you can claim benefits as early as age 62 or wait until as late as age 70. If you claim earlier than your full retirement age, your benefit will be permanently reduced. If you wait to claim past your full retirement age, your benefit will increase by 8% per year if you defer until age 70. And your full retirement age is between 65 and 67. That depends on the year that you're born. You know, and interestingly enough, according to a recent study that was done, only 4% of retirees claim Social Security at the optimal time. And the average increase by picking the optimal election timing strategy could be an extra $100,000 of additional lifetime benefit paid out to that family. I mean, six figures. That's, to me, that's a big deal. For making the right decision. For making the right decision. And you saw, you know, right, according to a recent study, only 4%. 
And a lot of people cite the fact of taking Social Security right away. And there's some consequence. Now, look, if you're in a health crisis, if you've got no other source of income, there certainly are reasons that you should start Social Security as soon as possible. There are a lot of people that default to taking Social Security based on the belief Social Security is not going to be there for them. And that's not true. All right. I mean, we've done a ton of study. We understand what's going on there. I'm a baby boomer. I know Social Security will be there when I'm ready to take it, whatever that optimal choice is for Karen and I. Okay. So don't make the decision based on emotion. Make your decision based on fact. Okay. So I would say number one, that's that's a key component. There's also a tax-related component to making your decision on Social Security. Right? Because if you delay Social Security, let's say you retire at 63, 4, 5, and you delay Social Security, we could use some of your retirement assets, like we've talked in previous shows, to fill that income gap in the interim, allow you to max out your Social Security benefit, withdraw IRA retirement account money at a very low interest rate reduce your principal balance in the short run. So when you do have time, when the time comes for your RMDs, less money has to come out at a higher tax rate. So there's a lot of pieces to it to try to figure out. Now, if you decide when you will claim benefits, and if you're married, if your spouse will claim his or her own benefit, or like there's questions, like how do I do all this? So if you're planning to retire at your full retirement age, you may want to wait to claim until then and use your benefit as a way to replace part of your paycheck. You may also want to wait to claim if you think you'll live a long time, plan to work longer, or have a spouse who plans to work longer as well. Good question to ask yourself is what was the longevity of mom and dad? Right, the mom and dad live into their eight, late eighties, early nineties, or unfortunately that they pass away, you know, due to disease or cancer or whatever it may have been in their early. What are your genes like? If you've got really good, kind of won the gene lottery, then you can't really fall back and say, "Well, you know, I'm going to do a break-even analysis." And if I only get to age eighty, most times we look at those break-even analysis. People live beyond the break-even, so it's all profit for you at that point. So, what can you do? You're listening to David say this all about when to take it, when not to take it. Should I delay it? So, one thing that we encourage people to do is, first of all, look at your. earning statements, your social security earning statements. You should, if you don't get them in the mail anymore, which a lot of us don't, you can set up account, an account on a social security website. Very important. We have once in a while found mistakes. You're credited the amount of years that you worked and your income. And sometimes they are not always correct. And then what else can you do? Well, you can come to us for a social security optimization strategy. There's a lot of components to that. We've had people sit there and try to calculate on their own, David, and they have made grave errors. We have seen it. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people who are spreadsheeters will come in with their spreadsheets and do the analysis. And then we ask about, well, are you married? Yeah. Well, where's the calculation on your spouse's break even? And like, did you figure out the combination? Did you, did it maybe make sense for your spouse to start taking their benefit now? 
And you, do you delay or do you both start? To, like, there's a lot of calculation into that. Um, you know, here's some of the questions that you could be asking yourself. Uh, and I hear these questions a lot of time. Like, I'm working part-time during retirement. Should I claim my benefit? Now, one thing that people forget, that if you do claim your benefit early, 62, six, prior to full retirement age, and you make too much money, you could have some of your benefit taken away from you, right? So again, with this great retirement thing, there are people maybe leaving their jobs, they start social security because they think they need the income, and then they go get you know a gig at Home Depot or whatever it is. And if you just go over by $1, the threshold amounts, now you're going to have your social security reduced, right? So that's a question that um, you know, you want to ask. I'm not sure if I should take a spousal benefit or take my own benefit. How do I decide? Well, we have what's called a social security maximization report, 567 different election options it looks at. The algorithm goes through that process of analysis to come up with that optimal benefit. Now, there's no contractual agreement that that's what you have to do. It's a plan. And you can start on that plan. But then if, God forbid, something happens that's going to derail that plan, like you do get the terminal illness or something, well, then you just start taking Social Security. It's kind of like the same concept of, I want to pay the least amount of interest on my mortgage I possibly can. So an easy way to do that is go get a 30-year mortgage because it gives you a lot of flexibility. Start with a 30-year mortgage plan and then just pay additional principal. And if you stay disciplined to that, you're going to pay a lot less interest than you would have. It's the same kind of concept. Start with the idea of going for the optimal social security benefit. And if you have to back off of it and need optionality, then you can do that. Right. So look, you've been paying into social security your entire working life, but are you on track to receive your legal maximum social security benefit? The right strategy for you is a completely dependent on your individual situation and it can add years to your retirement and thousands to your nest egg. So give us a call 215-798-9088 and we can discuss a social security maximization plan for you. 215-798-9088. Just for clarity, before we get into the break, if you make a decision to take Social Security and then it gets reduced because you made too much money, you don't get to go back, do you? you? There's some options. We could talk about that next step, but there are some options. You, and you can get recovered from that, but um, we can talk about that. Another reason why you need Thrive Financial Services back in a moment. And as we return to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, again, go to thrivefinancialservices.com, click on the Attend an Event tab, and when you do that, you'll see a list of upcoming workshops, webinars, and just an incredible amount of ways for you to connect with Thrive uh, and get to one of these workshops. Yeah, and our uh, just um, you know call it a PSA, you know, public service announcement. Thrive is going through a website redesign. 
Um, we're very focused, again, on making sure that it's a great resource for our listening audience. So we're going to simplify it, but there's going to be a lot of downloadable content. There's going to be financial quizzes that you can take. There's going to be on-demand um, video training classes. So we think it'll be a lot, and we've already tested, and people have responded phenomenally. So again, thrivefinancialservices.com, great resource for retirees. Now, you know, staying true to the Thrive theme, that taxes have a lot to play in the retirement success formula. We're going to talk and get ready to help people understand required minimum distributions starting at age 72. So starting at age 72, your tax burden could potentially increase But we want you to know that there are ways to plan ahead with a long-term tax minimization strategy, right? So to understand the basics of how required minimum distributions work, I'm going to go through a few things. Now, one of the things I want to say in advance is that what we hear very often, whether it's in our educational workshops or in our consultations, is, Dave, I'm not really sure that I'm going to be in a higher tax bracket or even the same tax bracket that I'm currently in in my future retirement. And, you know, we bought into that for years, right? That um, if you retired, most people were retiring around 62, 63, 64, if we go back over the past 20, 30, 40 years. And we didn't see people living into their late 80s and 90s until a more recent era. So people would retire at 63, 64, 65, and then usually would no longer be around by 72, 73, 74. So when you were planning for your retirement, it didn't have to last as long. Now, the other thing with the kind of returns that we're seeing in the stock market, and you made a mention earlier, Joe, that people's 401ks are much higher. Well, your required minimum distribution is based on the value of your individual retirement account, your retirement accounts. So age 72 is important if you have a tax-deferred retirement account. At age 72, you must start taking required minimum distributions from that account. Now, think about what I was just saying. Maybe you're going to end up in a higher tax bracket for two reasons. Number one, the Biden administration is very focused on increasing taxation. And number two is your income may actually be higher. If you think about it, you got, if you're a married couple, you got two social security checks. If you're lucky and have a pension, we see a lot of folks that visit with us have pensions two pensions, and then add your required minimum distributions. Now, the calculation just roughly is about 4% of whatever the account balance is at the end of the year. So if you have a million dollars saved, that's $40,000 a year. If you have $2 million, that's 80000 So two Social Security checks, maybe you got pension checks, And now maybe you got $80,000 of unnecessary income coming in. You're now in a higher tax bracket. So required minimum distribution amounts are based off of your age and the account balance of those retirement accounts. They could force you to withdraw more than you normally would from your tax-deferred retirement account each year, right? Because again, if you, like, let's say you retired this year and your account, you know, 
the retirement account was invested in the markets, and the markets have been up over the past year and a half, and you got an extra million dollars sitting in your account. That's an extra forty thousand dollars above maybe another twenty or thirty in those retirement accounts you never suspected. So when you withdraw the money, you got to also understand that's where you lose the advantage of that money being tax deferred. It's now time to pay the piper. So you were just talking about uh, taxes going up. So this is what uh, Biden's administration is uh, planning for the top marginal income tax rate. You're going to go from 37% paying income tax to 39.6% of your income is going to be taxable. It's going to be a tax rate. The long-term capital gains rate of 20% for those making over a million would disappear, and capital gains would be taxed at 39.6%, plus the additional 3.8% Obamacare tax possibly retroactively kick in at the date Biden first announced it on April 28th, 2021. So that's a lot of scary numbers out there. What can you do? Like Dave was saying, we need to create a long-term tax minimization strategy. Very important. Yeah. So again, these are proposed. These are proposed changes to the tax code. Um, I talk about this in our workshops, that something that gets lost in translation is a lot of people think that if you don't make over $400,000 a year, these tax hikes are not necessarily going to apply to you. And what people are losing an understanding is that the thresholds for each of the tax brackets are being lowered to move you into the next higher tax bracket. Does that make sense what I just said, Joe? Yeah, no, it does. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, you got to wh- think about it to understand that. But, but Yeah, simple illustration, and, and don't quote me on these numbers, but the, the simple illustration is, you know, maybe it took $80,000 of joint income to get into the 22% tax bracket. It now may only take 70000 to get into the 25% tax bracket, and so on and so forth. And it has a ripple effect. It's got a ripple effect all the way around. So again, you got to be thinking about it. Yes, you may not pay the top tax rate of 39.6%, but you may go from 22 to 25. You may go from 22 to 28 that's a big increase. Sure is. That's a big increase. So you got to take a look at the proposed marginal tax brackets and then start doing some calculations. Calculations being how much income is going to come in from Social Security, how much income is going to come in from uh, my pensions, how much income is going to come in from my required minimum distributions. Go across the line, see what bracket you fall in. And now that story that when I retire, I'll probably be paying less in taxes, you kind of become aware that that may not be the reality. So what can you do about it? Well, for us here at Thrive, we think we have simplified it. The message and then the application is the following. If you believe that taxes are going to go up in the future... Now, what, pro- well, what case do we have to build that taxes are probably going to go up? We got all this stimulus. 
right? The stimulus is just unbelievable. The national debt is growing exponentially. If you owned your own company and your costs exceeded your income, what happens to your company? It goes out of business, right? Now, or you just borrow, borrow, and borrow like our federal government does. But eventually, somebody's going to come knocking on the door and say, hey, look, you got to repay this. And the federal government, when it comes time to repay, they got a good, the only thing they can do is increase tax revenue. So again, uh, you know, I'm not the smartest guy out there by any stretch of the imagination, but I just really have a sense that taxes are going to go up in the future. So if I know that, wouldn't I want to try to pay taxes today when the tax rate we know is lower than what it will be in the future? So if I've got this pending ticking tax bomb called an IRA 401k 403b, and I'm 62 or 63 years old, and I'm going to wait till age 72 to start withdrawing money out of that account, I'm going to pay higher taxes. It's just that simple. But if I start taking money out of there today, when the tax rates are lower, and I consider doing Roth conversions, not contributions, Roth conversions, I take an IRA, I, pay, I do a Roth, I pay the, ca- the taxes that are due. Those taxes are in the lower tax climate environment today. I put that money into a Roth account, and then that money grows, not only tax deferred, but as I want to take that money out of that Roth account, I get it tax-free. And because of one of the rules that changed a couple years ago in the SECURE Act, the stretch IRA provision got eliminated So the nice thing with a Roth account is that the people who potentially inherit your retirement accounts do it in a tax-free fashion. That's a big deal. Yeah, no, it is. You got to have that conversation. It's really a big deal. Now, the psychological barrier is, well, I don't want to stroke a check to the IRS. You're going to do it anyway. Would you rather it be a smaller one or a bigger one? So look, we're experiencing low tax rates now but we could be headed for higher tax rates in the near future. Just like the rules change in 2017 with tax cuts and jobs acts, there will likely be at least some changes enacted by Biden administration and a Democrat Congress that you could affect you. So look, you just want to be prepared, right? Give us a call, 215-798-2158. You worked hard for your money. Let us see if we can discuss maybe a tax minimization strategy with you, along with Social Security and many other plans that we take very seriously here at Thrive. And by the way, just to correct an earlier statement that I made regarding my wife, <laughs> she hit the gene lottery, and she's approximating twenty-five grand a month as our need for retirement. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I'm not, and I'm, I also didn't hit the gene lottery. So, <laughs> roadmap to retirement: the radio show. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com. That's the best place to start. On behalf of David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody.